Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We will get to uh, what's going on coming up here momentarily. Uh, But, Gordon, we do have some breaking news in the NBA, and it's kind of funny because every time Shams reports something, it seems like uh, uh, Woj is is right behind him. But let's start off with this, Gordon. Here's what Shams Sharani is reporting. NBA players have been notified that any player who chooses not to play in the resumed 2019-2020 season must notify his team by June 24th. Uh, Compensation would be uh, reduced by 192.6th. For each game missed. Is that how you say that? Or is it 92nd point sixth? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Good question. One over 92.6. How about yes. that? Yes. I, it's clear. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, that would make sense. You got to you gotta let your team know so they know what they're, what they're dealing with. And what's interesting about that is uh, they didn't specifically mention COVID-19. So I would assume that that would apply to players sitting out for whatever reason. And we talked about how punitive would be the punishment um, if a player didn't want to play. And one one over 92.6, Gordon. I mean, that doesn't seem, I I suppose, too aggressive. Is that just for... For how many games? Just for the regular season games? Well, the games missed, right? So, I mean, it would be eight games. At least. What if well, the playoffs? Playoffs are all, have always been a different I see. pay structure. They go into the playoff pool, and that's divided evenly amongst the players, depending on how many rounds you play. Okay. So I would think that this applies to regular season games, but then if your team makes the playoffs, probably would apply to that too, I would think. You're still missing games. You're still missing games. So that that would seem logical to me. Hmm. I can't think of a worse job, by the way, than having to sit down and figure out the math of one over 92. What is it? 92 point what? Six. Point six. It, what? Who's, whose job is that? How do they come uh, some, to that some number? Pe- some people are really good at that kind of thing. What is yeah. that? <laughs> it's a percentage of one over 92. <laughs> Yeah, I got that. I know what a fraction is. See, I, I mean, I mean what, what what is the relevance of that number? I, I'm glad I it's know. not that punitive, honestly, because I don't want players to be, like I said, silenced, to be encouraged not to speak. And this doesn't seem all that extreme to me. I mean, the, on the other side, Austin, the the owners could dig in their heels and say, not only are right. you going to get nothing, but we're going to punish you on top of that. Sure, which they've said they're not going to do. Well, I'm so, curious to know whether it does apply to playoff games because ordinarily it it doesn't, right? I mean, that's that's a a different paycheck you get for that, right? right? Or not. I mean, would a team just leave you off their playoff roster? Could they do that? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know, Gordon. We'll, sure we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, but that's what Shams is reporting. Then uh, Woj and, let's see, Malika Andrews uh, reporting this. They had a conversation with Avery Bradley, a co-leader of a players' coalition with Nets star Kyrie Irving. He says his group is eager to hear the uh, the league office, ownership, and sponsors detail a plan on issues of importance to the black community before the NBA's restart in Orlando. Oh, they're going to do something. They're gonna, I think they will scratch that itch, don't you? Uh, here's what Bradley said uh, real quick here, Gordon, before we weigh in on that. He said, quote, regardless of how much media coverage will be received, talking and raising awareness about social injustice isn't enough. Are we that self-centered to believe that no one in the world is aware of racism right now? That, as athletes, we solve the real issues by using our platforms to speak 
We don't need to say more. We need to find a way to achieve more. Protesting during an anthem wearing T-shirts is great, but we need to see real actions being put into the works, unquote. But can they do that? Does that Is that realistic? Or does it coincide with, with playing basketball? I mean, can you do both? Or is it just one or the other? Well, he here's another quote from uh, Bradley, and I apologize. This this story just barely came out, so we're we're all kind of uh-huh. going through it together. But right. here's here's another quote from Bradley. He says, "I agree. The Orlando restart will give the players checks to contribute back into their communities. But how much of that bubble check are players actually or players actually able to contribute? Why is all the responsibility be put, being put on the players?" Well, because the players are the ones who, that, that, that want to make a difference, right? I mean, I, I think the league does as well, and I think they're probably – I mean, I would guess that there will be steps taken to to uh, do what the league can, but it seems like that – see, I, I think this should be left to the individuals involved, shouldn't it? Well, I mean, if I feel strongly that I want to make a difference in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, then yes, let me contribute. Let me let me do what I can to help. But does there need to be some blanket thing laid down upon the entire endeavor? I don't know, Gordon. Let's let's take this away from basketball for a second. Is um, if if there's a company out there and a uh, you know a, a group of people is voicing their opinion, uh, you know, opinion about something and, and saying we, uh, you know, would like a, a response or a comment from the employer, mm-hmm. what are they obligated to do? If you want to, if you uh, want obligated is an interesting word. That's uh, why I used it. Yeah. What are yeah. they obligated to do? I mean, because if they if they just try and silence their employees, that's probably going to come with some consequence, right? Right. 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 Why Why would you do that? That seems kind of dumb. Right. Well, I mean, if you just are appeasing your employees just for a gesture's sake, oh, you I know, that's that could be equally as hollow, right? So, I mean. Mm-hmm. Can Avery Bradley demand more out of his employer? Does he have the right to do so? Sure. I mean, is he guaranteed to get anything, to your point? No. But he certainly can He can make his voice heard on that matter. And, and in, in the NBA's case, they're, they're in a unique stir- circumstance where, where the NBA is going through a, a whole pa- player empowerment movement, Gordon. And, and really, it started back with Michael Jordan. But uh, I mean, we've seen the seen LeBron James uh, pick up the ball and run with it where, you know, player empowerment is a big deal in the NBA right now. You know, players are a valuable commodity and they're demanding to be treated like it. And so, you know, Avery Bradley can voice his concern. And if it's loud enough within the, the players, within labor, then the NBA is probably going to have to do something more substantial, right? And what do you what do you imagine that that would look like? I don't know. See, that, that's the thing with with Bradley's kind of demand in this sort of thing. A lot of times, the the message gets gets so broad. You go, well, what are you looking for? And so, is that productive? I mean, we talked about that a little bit yesterday with the Ed Davis comments, where he's keeping his you know efforts really focused on on police brutality. Because sometimes when things get so broad, it's like, okay, wait, what what are you asking for? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I, uh, I that can be applied on a lot of different levels. 
And uh, I, I, I would like to make it if I if I were made emperor for the day, I would make it comprehensive on a lot of levels, not just a, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday, not just on the brutality level, but on treating people equally in the workplace, uh, socially, everywhere in the system, every everywhere. And uh, whether that's realistic, it's certainly the hope. Well, well, here's the here's the thing, though, because this is like everything else is all a balancing act. So, you know, Avery Bradley, can you achieve what you just pointed out, Gordon, by missing the the remainder of this season? I mean, if the NBA, if the end, if every single player refused to play, would it solve what you just said right there? Uh, not, not in my mind, it wouldn't. I, uh, no, I that's a rhetorical that, question because the answer yeah. is no. That'd be impossible because the problem is way too deep and is never going to be solved overnight. Never. I mean, but would it add voice done. to the cause? Sure, but I mean, that's that's the problem when you're Avery Bradley. All right, well, well, what could, what can we do to help out, Avery? What what can we do to satisfy you so we can empower players to go play basketball? I mean, that's sometimes when I get frustrated. If the if the standard is well, well, fix social injustice. Well, I you know, Adam Silver carries a lot of weight, but I don't know if he can just fix that one. But they can they can add they can add aid the cause. For instance, I, I would expect to see maybe some spots during uh, TV broadcasts of of players or owners or maybe coaches, maybe everybody, whoever whoever they think will uh, present the message properly, the importance of of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and and I, I, would you be surprised to see some some production like that? I wouldn't. I think that would be useful, just to keep it in front of everybody, to keep everyone thinking about it. it nothing's going to solve this problem during the playoffs in Orlando. You know that's that's not going to happen. But but the message can be furthered. I think positive things can be can be attained and gained by uh, continuing to keep it. Uh, in front of the public's eye. I know, but I guess that's why I'm trying to point out that in Avery Bradley, in this group of NBA players whose voice should be heard, but what what is their standard? Because what you're talking about, TV commercials and stuff like that, Avery Bradley just got done saying that that's not enough for him. Okay, so what does he want? That's the question I'm asking. And that's the hard part, because if what he wants is, is for social injustice to go away, that just can't, he can't do that. Can they? Uh, does he want a contribution from the NBA? What? That's that's what I I I hope this group of players, led by Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving, come up with with some concrete stuff. Let's be productive. Yeah. Let's come up with some ideas, uh-huh. because just by simply saying, "Well, we're going to add our voices to the to the cause," great, that's terrific. But what's next? And and in his way, Avery Bradley is asking that question. I'd like to. I'd like. Let's let's come up with some stuff, you know, whether it's a donation or whatever. But what he's saying is wearing T-shirts and running commercials isn't enough for him. So let's let's take it to the next step. I'm all for it. It's a good time to bring that. I have no problem with every doing that. Uh, Do you? Uh, I I, I think I don't. But he's got to understand, you know, with action come consequences and is, you know, are, are they prepared to not have to give it all up, as Kyrie Irving said, for the cause? I, I think that's counterproductive. Like, I couldn't you know, agree I, more. That's total hyperbole. And but they but they can they can utilize some leverage, I guess, because of this empowerment of which you are speaking, to to find some some way, some means 
by which they can uh, have a have a, a positive effect on society. Yeah. And, and you know, I I have no problem with players being concerned about that and wanting to see that kind of thing uh, built and and then continued, uh, not just in the short run here, but for a long time. All right, would, should we play this this DJ and PK clip we were going to play here for what's going on? We got a little distracted, but it's actually on point with some of the conversation that we're having here, Austin. Sure. If we can we can dial this up, and we have a cut from Hans and Scotty about Mark Durant or uh, with Mark Durant on uh, Mark Pope reloading at BYU. We can get to that coming up in the three thirty segment, but let's let's play this DJ and PK clip and see if we can further the conversation. comfortable, but you know, it's a risk that I'm willing to take. This is what we do. This is our job, and this is how we take care of our families, and there's my way of providing for communities and impacting my community, so to play the game I love, to resume the season, you know, I guess it's it's a risk that I'm willing to take. That's Damian Lillard right there, the Blazers star, not 100% comfortable with going back, but he says uh, we bring a lot of financial responsibility to support black businesses and black communities, so it makes a lot of sense for us to return from that standpoint. He says they think a lot of the guys in the league have a point. I think Kyrie and Dwight have a point, so I understand it all, but he's in favor of coming back, and it sounds like after this discussion we're hearing more voices say that. Ed Davis, jazz man, gave an interview to Hoops Hype and uh, spoke along the same line. So, yes, PK, there's a lot of discussion, but at the end of the day, it still looks like they're going to play. Yeah, what does the NBA do for uh, black businesses? Is it going to be particularly in Orlando? Where are we going with this? I, From what I got, you know, listening or reading the Ed Davis interview, I think and reading this, this Lillard quote now, I think it's more about guys going out and spending money. Partnering with people, investing in businesses, that kind of stuff. I don't think it's the league doing it. I think it's individual players deciding to do it. Yeah, the what I got from Ed Davis is, man, don't take my money out of my pocket, which I support Ed Davis 100%. Yeah, I think he said that. He also said as a, as a 10-year vet, although he wanted the money, uh, it wasn't going to make him or break him. He also talked about, hey, we have a responsibility to the guys who came before us, who paved the way for us. We have to do that same for the next generation. He had a quote about Donovan Mitchell. You know, if things were to go wrong with the CBA, if there was a lockout, which he thought was a definite possibility, young guys could see a max contract, but instead of a $160 million max contract, they might be looking at a $90 million max contact contract. And says if those guys are going to have generational wealth and if we expect them to invest in businesses, we got to help them. So I think they're going to play. Yeah. I think $90 million is generational wealth. I, w- I wouldn't really have any idea, but uh, that's a way I would look at it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when it comes to money, man, don't tell anybody what to do. <laughs> However, they want uh, they were going to earn ninety, and they want one hundred fifty. Go get one hundred fifty. It's your money, man. You should be able to decide what you want to do on this. And Dwight Howard, and he's got uh, he's entitled to his point. Dwight Howard, really? Dwight Howard. So there are DJ and PK's uh, thoughts on the on the situation. I, you know, that we we're talking a lot about unions these days, Gordon. But that I mean, that is part of the purpose of a union is to make it better for the next generation of workers that come before you. And I'm not going to blame an NBA player for valuing that. 
So getting back to the conversation we were having, uh, do, do you believe in individuals contributing to the cause or do you think large entities like the NBA should be, uh, what's the word? It can't be forced, but uh, talked into uh, contributing large amounts of money for that same cause? So let me answer it this way, because my opinion actually does not matter because the NBA crossed that line a long time ago. So, you know, if they're going to be on board with social causes that are important to their players, which they have been in the past, then mm -hmm. I think it would be fair to expect some consistency. And by the way, I'm not saying that's right or wrong necessarily. I actually can see why sports would want to stay out of, of social issues. I actually understand the logic behind the Republicans buy sneakers thing. And if that's the way people want to operate, OK. But the NBA, that's not been the way that they've that's not been the way that they've gone. And I'm in. And, and again, I'm saying that's fine, because if it's important to the players, the players are pretty important in this process. But, you know, if the NBA is deciding whether to say, oh, that's up to the individual. Well, they kind of crossed that line a long time ago. So do then do they require of themselves a major contribution? Well, I guess that would be up to them, right? But, I mean, they're going to have to explain if they don't, you know, why they, they, they're going to have to explain to their players the, the actions they choose to take or not. But see, but see this is interesting because what, I mean, can they contribute to every worthy cause out there? Exactly. And we talked and, about that and, a little bit yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you decide what to get behind and what not to get behind? Exactly. Uh, yeah, we talked about the China thing and how uh, there were a lot of shrinking violets in that particular instance. But, I mean, think of but, think of all the, the horrible you know, horrible causes. That doesn't sound right. But, but think about all the tragedy in the world that uh, is outside of this particular issue. And when you help one and don't help the other, all of a sudden you're going, well, why isn't this important? But the problem is, is the list goes on and on and on, right? I well, mean, this is the this is the the challenge that faces uh, every large entity out there who uh, get uh, the the door knocked on. Hey, hey, can you contribute to this? Can you contribute to that? And like you said, there's hundreds, hundreds of worthy causes out there. So who makes the decision as to what you apply your resources to and what you don't? Right. That's tough. That, that's why I think it's it's good when individuals get involved in this. Now, obviously, corporations and other business entities out there, they do have resources that may not be available to some individuals. But I love it when individuals come up with their own causes and they, they want to make something better then they try to make that thing happen. Um, but it's difficult to cover everything. Well, especially they'd ask anybody, ask anybody who's got means. And I get I bet they get hit up a lot for, hey, this is really an important thing. Can you help out here? But uh, if that happens 500 times, which ones do you pick? I, it's it's tough. It's difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult. But this Cause there might be just a finite amount of resources to expend. But th this is uh, different a little bit for the NBA because it's such a close uh, issue to so many of their players. True. 
So sure. it makes it uh, it makes it more difficult. And you know, it's the NFL is dealing with the with the same issue. And the NFL has has really tried to steer clear of all of this, right? I mean, they've they've gone as far as making sure that their network partners don't show the national anthem on TV. I mean, they've they've really worked hard to not have this uh, uh, this uh, this issue be a part of the NFL landscape and now they they are coming around to realize uh, in genuine or not I mean I, you you were impressed with Roger Goodell's statement but what he's realized is that this issue is really important to his players and that his league is not what it is without his players and exactly. so he's he's jumping on board yeah. So it's it is political in that way, right? And it is certainly delicate in that way. What did you think of Ed Davis's idea of taking some of the some of the profit and having a certain percentage applied to uh, to this particular cause that is on so many people's minds right now? Uh, Do you uh, think that anybody will agree to that? Okay, players get this this percentage, owners get this percentage, and the good cause gets this percentage. Yeah, I mean, have the NBA Players Association uh, Association start a fund and say you can contribute what you feel comfortable, and have the NBA right there ready to to have a, a significant contribution as well. I mean, I think there are all sorts of ideas out there that could service both causes, but you know. Uh, you know, if people want to speak louder than that, like Avery Bradley or, or Kyrie Irving, well, we're going to see how that's going to go too. I don't think Meanwhile, they're going to get. The, I don't think they're going to get the whole union on board with them, though. I, I don't right. think that this is going to prevent play from happening. I think there are way more Ed Davises out there who right. who understand the the value of the league. Well, meanwhile, you got the COVID nineteen thing going on, and you got rumors talking about what happens to next season. You know, and all of this, it's. Uh, it's a it's a cloudy future. No doubt. All right. Well, more coming up next. We'll talk a little BYU basketball. We'll check in with Hanson Scotty, do a little continued on uh, what's going on since we had a little breaking news at the beginning of the segment. It is the big show. Don't forget Dirk Facer on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk a little Utes. And at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, uh, Bowler's going to jump on, and he's going to be with us the whole 5 o'clock hour. So excited about that. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. to Rusty, who wanted to hear the refreshments on a Total Request Tuesday. You know what? I, I like the name Rusty. It reminds me of National Lampoons. Good talk, Dad. <laughs> he calls him Russ, but it's Russ short for Rusty, which always struck me as a name that do you really need, like a like a shorter version? Just cut off the two letters, T-Y? Right. I have a cousin named Rusty. Do you? Yeah. That's a good name. That's a good handle, Rusty. Yeah, first thing that comes to my mind with Rusty is Rusty Staub, the former Major League Baseball player. And I think of the uh, gaseous horse on Seinfeld. Yeah. But. Or Rusty Wallace, yeah. right? I sure. ate at Rusty Staub's place in New York City when I was Honk. There many yeah, who, years ago. Who cares about that? He was a great player. He used to get hit by Did the Did he make a, a good steak? Oh, we had a good time there. What was his, uh, what was his ERA against Cobb? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. What was his ERA against Honus Did Wagner? Did Rusty play for your Expos? 
<laughs> Did he? I, I don't I could know. Be wrong. I could be wrong. Why would that. anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> Because his name's Rusty. Wait, I, okay, I want, uh, my whole goal today was was to be constructive, and I just want everybody to know that that, that cynical drop there was, was recorded. Which one, this one? Why would anybody possibly care about this? That was not me live being demeaning. Oh, it wasn't? No, that was not me being demeaning. <laughs> that, was a, that was a recording. Well, we were I, having I, a conversation I, about I, Rusty. I, I'm embracing your, uh, your story about this <laughs> ancient at picture. his restaurant? Yeah. The, what, did you, uh, what did you have, Gordon? I can't remember. The Clams no, Casino. We had a good time, though. Okay. All right. Uh, let's be stop. Terrific player. You can look him up there, Mr. No, no I, I understand he's a player. I didn't care about his restaurant, though. I don't. That didn't apply. And that you had a lovely night there. His name is still Rusty. All right. Let's get to this clip from Hanson Scotty. Let's talk BYU basketball for a moment. Uh, We've got a Mar- Mountain America market update coming up at three fifty. What do you want? But uh, Hanson Scotty <laughs> oh, okay. with uh, Mark Durant. <laughs> Talking a little uh, BYU basketball. Here you go. Focus. Yeah, man, uh, it's fun. It's just, you know, there's always ups and downs in your fandom and your teams. And I just am very excited about Coach Pope. He's just so enthusiastic and so fun. He works so hard. His staff, uh, Chris Burgess and Cody Figure and Nick Robinson. I mean, every transfer, it seems, that popped up. BYU's contacted him within an hour, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And they missed out on a lot of them, of course, but they, they got some really good ones. And, you know, the fact that you're talking about BYU having a good season and possibly making the tournament and competing at a high level when they lost Toulson and Haas and Nixon and, uh, and uh, of course, Yoli Child. I mean, that's that's a rebuilding if there ever was one. And, and instead you're talking about BYU having a really good team and, and you're excited about the program. So it's fun. You just kind of enjoy it while you can. And uh, and I think a big part of that is just the culture and the attitude and excitement and, and enthusiasm that Mark Pope brings. I mean, you can't be around him and not feel excited about things and happy and, and ready to go run through a brick wall. You know, he's just that type of guy. And, and I think – when he talks to players and transfers and recruits, they feel that and they get excited and want to be a part of that. So, you know, that, that, all the credit, I think, goes to Mark Pope and, and what he's doing down there, and it's, it's fun. Good for him, man. He's got us all excited, Mark, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch this thing grow. I, I we, we do need to get into talking about harms, and we'll talk a little bit about Loner, but I want you to start with uh, this UVU grad, this guard that they announced yesterday is is signing and transferring. Yeah, Averett, uh, you know, he's I think was at Oklahoma State, went to UVU. Mark Pope brought him there, and and uh, now it's going to come to BYU. Uh, I, I heard Jake Toulson talking about him, and he said he was the best player on the team. You know, he was in the practice squad when Jake was there, and you know, what he does for you, you know. <laughs> BYU's not historically been thought of as the most most athletic school out there, right? And, yeah. uh, uh Present company accepted, of course. I was super athletic, but uh, <laughs> you know it. And I know Hans was just, just his athleticism on the football team was just out of this world. We oh, all yeah. know that, but it's what I it's what uh, I leaned on. <laughs> but he, I mean, you watch his highlights; it's just evident the, his ability to to create off the ball, which they need without TJ and create with the ball in his hands, get to the rim and finish and dunk and super quick. And I, I think defensively is where he can really make a difference as well. You know, he's going to have some really big guys behind him and he can afford to be aggressive defensively and create havoc on the perimeter and create turnovers and get into transition. He's lightning quick. So 
I mean, BYU desperately needed a compliment to Alex Barcelo on that perimeter. And uh, you've, you've kind of run through a couple guys through the portal and it didn't work out, but it might turn out to be really beneficial that it didn't because he's a, he's a super player. Maybe he can improve his three-point shooting a little bit, but the athleticism is really what BYU needs, and he brings that in spades. There you go. Uh, that was Mark Durant on with uh, Scotty and Hans earlier today. Real quick, Gordon, what is what do you think Pope uh, is having so much success recruiting these days? Uh, I, part of it comes down to the success he had in his first season, and that uh, as far as what Matt Harms said, that made a big impact on him, and so he thought he wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I, I, I think Pope just has certain qualities that seem to get that message across to players, and uh, it's making a difference. It would appear so, whatever he's doing, and maybe he has a, a better way of identifying or, or you know, uh, communicating, connecting, that's what I'm looking for, uh, with these recruits. And, and honestly, I do think that opportunity to play is a fairly big deal in this circumstance because they lost seven players off last year's team. So there's, there's a lot of roles to be had, I guess. Well, it's one thing to need players. It's another to get good ones, you know. And that seems to be what's going on. Uh, I, I still do not know the specifics of why Caleb Lohner wanted to go to BYU instead of honor his commitment at Utah. Uh, I've not spoken with him. But I I would have to say that Mark Pope probably had something to do with it. Now, Pope was there before Lohner made the decision to go to Utah, but there must be some positive effect happening down there. And And as much as I like to complain about how much coaches make, uh, I have to admit that they make a huge difference when you get a good one. And I know BYU, Dave Rose was a good coach there for a long time, but it's I, I would venture a guess here, and it is a guess, but I'm not sure they're getting the guys that they're getting uh, without Mark Pope. I, I think he's just made that kind of impression. It would seem so. Now we'll see what kind of product they put on the floor next year if he can repeat that success. I mean, this is, going to, this is certainly going to be a challenge. But it'll... And you've brought that up, that this may be his most important season. I think it is, in fact. And we can get into that further, of course, uh, coming up a little bit later on. But right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from the cabins at Bear River Lodge. You can check him out online, bearriverlodge.com. He is our good friend, Roger. And, Roger, uh, what I like about this is you want to provide uh, not only a, a unique and great experience for our listeners one time, but you want to help find them a way to basically have their own cabin in the woods. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's what we're about. We want to help families have a tool to create traditions, make memories, come enjoy the outdoors. We're two hours from Salt Lake. Come on a share in a cabin. Let us take care of all the headaches and hassles. We'll take care of the cleaning, the maintenance. You come enjoy the cabin, enjoy the river, enjoy the ponds, enjoy the hot tub, the swimming pools, the snowmobiles, snow bikes, ATVs, side-by-sides. And you know the the cool thing about that? I want to highlight the snowmobiles for a second here, Roger, because this really didn't sink in until I talked to you personally and went up and experienced the cabins personally. You guys, uh, you have people up there year-round. There's always something to do. People think of it maybe just a summer activity. Not the case. You know, the snowmobile uh, trails and the, the ability to have that cozy cabin in the woods in the wintertime, that sounds awesome to me. 
Yeah, you know, we live in one of the greatest snow places ever, and snowmobiling is a huge business. We have 50 snowmobiles on site at the cabins that you can hop on and go riding. We border a million acres of national forest. And if you haven't ever ridden a snow bike, it's basically a supercross bike. You take the wheels off, put a ski and a track on it, and you go tear up the mountains. It's awesome. So cool. All right, so let's talk about the deal for our listeners, because this is a, a fun opportunity to really find out what you guys are all about. Yeah, for $99, they can come up, spend a night, go on an ATV ride or side-by-side ride, fish in the pond, sit in the hot tub, swim in the pool, and the next morning I'll sit down and spend a few minutes with them talking about the ownership program and showing them how they can own a share in a beautiful mountain cabin at a fraction of the cost and none of the hassles of whole ownership. So cool. All right. Uh, encourage everybody to get online, find out what it's all about. That's BearRiverLodge.com, BearRiverLodge.com. And uh, really, whether it's just your small family escaping for the weekend or if you want to do the extended family, it's great. You can be accommodated. Find out all about it, BearRiverLodge.com, and take advantage of this great offer. Roger, you were the man. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. All right, jump online, bearriverlodge.com. Trust me, get up there, 99 bucks for a one-bedroom cabin for a night, and just find out what it's all about and find out what a great deal it is. Again, bearriverlodge.com. We've got a Mountain America Market Update coming up next. Dirk Facer at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Tony Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck if you've ever been a lady to begin with. Luck be. This one goes out to Steve on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about gambling. Uh, I want to hear the Austin Horton version of this song. I didn't play this character. Oh, yeah. Who sings this? What was the name of that character? This was Sky Masterson. That's right. Damon Yanni of Fox 13. That's right. Damon Yanni. He did a good job. That He's was a fun. All, that was a fun. Did. Yeah, that was a fun production, no doubt. All right, it's time for a Mountain America market update. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, He's Jake Mann with us here on the Big Show. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Good. Well, uh, let's talk about how well the markets did today. Yeah, I think your listeners will be pleasantly surprised to hear the markets were up again today for the third consecutive day. Um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed 526 points higher uh, at 26,289. That's almost a 2% gain on the day. The S&P 500 gained 1.9% to end the day at 3,124. And the NASDAQ climbed 1.8% to end at 9,895. Um, two headlines that came out today that moved those markets higher were first retail numbers that came out much higher than expected. Uh, retail sales increased 17% for the month of May, uh, which was quite a bit higher than the 7% expected increase uh, for that same month. So, um, some good news there. Uh, also, new trial results were announced for a new drug, Decamethasone. Um, I say new drug, it's actually pretty widely available, uh, but it's now just being repurposed to help treat the coronavirus 
patients. Um, for those that are critically ill with the coronavirus, um, it had an impact of, let's see, it, it hospitalized patients decreased by one-third. Um, so that left a lot of scientists thinking that this is a major breakthrough in treating the coronavirus. For some of our listeners, uh, it may be surprising that every little bit of news that comes out seems to have some effect on the market. Uh, is it uh, is it really that way? Yes. Um, things have been so bad for so long. Any good news that does come up seems to push that market higher, um, with these two being pretty significant. Um, that's why we've seen such a, a big move today. Do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, what I would recommend right now is a lot of times I meet with individuals and they know they should be saving more for their financial future, but they just don't feel like they're in a position to do so. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of money left over at the end of the month, which I, I think a lot of us can relate to. Um, but the silver lining of everything that we've gone through over the last few months with the COVID-19 pandemic is that interest rates have been lowered to historic lows to help the economy get going again. Um, so if you have a mortgage loan, car loan, credit card, or any other type of loan, if you haven't revisited that loan for a while, if you don't know the interest rate or necessarily what you're paying, you may want to take a look at that to see if it could be refinanced lower. And then that may free up some extra cash to put away for retirement or any of your other future financial goals. Jake, we appreciate you dropping by the show. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks for having me on. That's Jake Mann from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. All right, Gordon. So some good news in the market today, and overall with those uh, those uh, treatments. You know, we talked about this a long time ago with a different treatment, but thirty five percent, and that's a success rate on the most sick. That's that is terrific news. I hope the, yes. the, that uh, further information proves that to be that effective. That's that's really great news. Yeah, and uh, and like I said, watch the market uh, as it responds to this these various news items. And uh, you might be able to uh, figure some things out and maybe make some money along the way. want to remind you to join us at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, coming up this Friday. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. Dirk Facer, our good friend from the Deseret News, is going to join us coming up next here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.